We're going to go to the book of Proverbs tonight, if you will, in the Old Testament. The book of Proverbs chapter 26. Proverbs 26. Chapter 26. And look with me, if you would, down to verse number 20. Proverbs 26, 20. The Bible says, where no wood is, there the fire goeth out. So where there is no tail-bearer, the strife ceaseth. Look down to verse 22. The words of a tail-bearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Um, I titled the message tonight, Zip Your Lip. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Let's pray. We'll get going. Heavenly Father, you are so very good to us. I mean, always, truly, always. You're always good. You're always right. And our desire, Lord, is to be better for you, to be what you would have us to be. And it's a constant battle. We battle with the world, we battle with the devil, we battle with our own flesh. And Lord, tonight we just pray that you would take this portion of Scripture that has been read and other Scripture that's going to be read, and that you just use it to help us, Lord, to be stronger uh, in your might, uh, Father, to be um, more Christ-like in every part of our life, um, to take these Scriptures as a, uh, as a warning Lord, as a help uh, that we might uh, operate the way that you would have us to operate in all things in our life. Thank you again for all the people that are out now. Help us to focus upon what you have for us tonight, we pray. Um, Give us power, Lord. Boldness to preach, we pray, and ask for that in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing. Please do be seated. There was an elder, elderly gentleman years ago that went down to a tent revival to hear an evangelist preach. And uh, his wife opted not to go. But she was very curious when he came back home about what went on. So she asked, what, what, so what did the preacher preach about? And uh, the old gentleman said, uh, well, Sin. And so she, in her curiosity, she said, okay, well, okay, well, what did he say about sin? And the old timer replied, he's against it. (laughs) That would be us, wouldn't it? Come on, I mean, I'm talking about as Bible believers, we're against sin. And um, there seems to be some that feel as though if we can't completely get rid of it, we might ought to just accept that it's going to happen and do our best to keep the damage down from it. But should it really be that acceptable? I mean, don't we say that sin is very destructive? The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That the price that was paid for our sin was, was death. Romans 6.23 for When we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. 
And for us that have trusted Christ as our Savior, we are to be dead to sin. Romans chapter 6 and verse 11 says, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that also, once we are saved, we're to work hard to put sin to death. And it, it is a constant battle. Romans eight thirteen, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Colossians chapter 3 verse 5, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And goes on in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 and 2, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, <clears throat> excuse me, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So, <clears throat> because of what the Bible teaches, shouldn't we be working hard to put all sin to death in our lives? No, I mean like all sin? Some of you are thinking, this is a loaded question. He's trying to get us on something. But truly, I'm not. I mean, we are to reckon ourselves dead to sin once we know Jesus Christ is our personal Savior. What do you mean, preacher? We're not supposed to be making excuses for any sin that's in our life. We're to be asking God to help us to overcome those things in our life. To give us the strength to, to not sin anymore. I, and he, he can give victory. I know that some of you ought to say amen right there. Because you've experienced that since you've been saved by the grace of God. Things that you used to do, you don't do those anymore. Because you have been saved by the grace of God. And he's delivered you from those things. But we should never get comfortable in any sin whatsoever. I mean, just because the world operates a certain way does not mean that we should continue to operate in the way of sin. We shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. <clears throat> gossip is one of those sins that people seem to think they have no control over. And, and after all, some, some just think, well, you know, it's just not that big of a deal. But that's wrong thinking. I'll say it again, that's wrong thinking. Gossip has torn apart more churches than you could ever even begin to imagine. Gossip, a loose tongue. People that just seem to can't control who or what they're talking about. And gossip can also keep a church divided. And if it's not appropriately handled, it can tear a church completely apart. I mean, completely apart. It's crazy how the devil uses that. Um, there are ones, there are people that say it's not a big deal. But the ones that say it's not a big deal are usually the ones that are caught up in it. They're usually the ones that are doing the most of it. However, every time someone gossips about others, three people are hurt. Three people. The one doing the gossiping, whether they realize it or not. The one that's listening, and the one that's being talked about. And, and the way that gossip uh, quickly spreads, we see that it continues to draw in and wound more and more and more people. And the more this talk goes on and the more gossip goes on, the more people get hurt, the more damage is done all along the way. Uh, okay, preacher, then uh, what's going on in the church? Nothing I know of. 
You want to tell me something? This is one of those things that is a good warning for us. No, it's good for us to learn this. It's good for us to remember these things. We have great unity here at Riverside Baptist Church. Somebody say amen there. Truly, we do. I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful that we're a unified church. I'm thankful that we encourage one another, exhort one another, edify one another. Oh, I know we're not perfect. I know we have our own problems. But I'm very thankful for the unity that's here. But if we're going to keep that type of unity, we do have to guard ourselves, don't we? And this is, this is one of the tools that the devil uses just as much or more than anything in the church. And isn't it something that a, that a gossip seems to glory in the fact that they know something about someone that's of interest to, to others? I mean, it's like they have this prize in the chest and they just can't wait to open it up and show it to everybody that's willing to look in the chest. But why should we allow ourselves to be caught up in a conversation, you know, that slanders or discredits or hurts the character of someone? A gossip really doesn't have any interest in helping one they're speaking of. They simply loved the gratification of the flesh. I mean, they like to talk dirt. Uh, They like to tell about things that they have heard. Uh, They just can't seem to be quiet about it. We know that gossip's bad. No, we know that gossip's bad. Even when we are prone to engage in it, we know gossip's bad. <clears throat> and it can be very subtle. I, I, I mean, you know, just, just griping about somebody. Or it can be very deliberate. Like, like raging about someone. And gossip, sometimes it's true, but it's still gossip. And sometimes it's not true. And that's not, that's not even really the issue about this whole thing. The issue is the one hearing these things never really needed to hear them. Oh, come on, there, there's no gain to them whatsoever to hear those things. Gossip is when you're talking about something that you really don't have anything to do with and that you really have no answers for. It's just no, there's just no reason to talk about it. It can be very uh, hurtful. And most of the time it really isn't information that is given with great hopes that the person that's listening will set out to help the one that's being gossiped about. It's not like that. No, 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 no. Usually it's just something that they store away until um, that person's name comes up in another conversation somewhere and they have something to say. But these things are very clearly spoken of and, and sternly denounced in the Bible. And we are Bible believers, right? Right? Proverbs 6.16 says, These six things that, that, that the Lord hate, yea, yea, seven are an abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that deviseth wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. 
I'm, ter- I'm telling you, pretty much all gossip ever does is just sow discord among the brethren. It's very um, hurtful. The words of a talebearer are as wounds. Um, Proverbs 101 verse 5 says, Whoso privately slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart, will not I suffer. Proverbs 11.13, A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. Proverbs 20.19, He that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets, therefore meddle not with him that, is, that flattereth with his lips. Titus chapter 3, verse 2, To speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. Wouldn't it be much better to follow the advice of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 29 where the Bible says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Well, wouldn't it be good if we could just talk positive all the time? I mean, if we had good things to talk about. Um, if we didn't have to talk about other people and their problems and what they might or might not be doing. I, I didn't give you the, these verses trying to convince you of what gossip is. But as a reminder of how God feels about it. As a reminder of how God feels about it. And how it can absolutely devastate the life of a church. We need ammunition against it. That's what we need. We need to take a stand against it and squelch it in its tracks. Every chance we get. Well, okay, preacher, how do we do that? Well, refuse to listen to it. Where, where we are there, Proverbs 26 and verse 20, the last part of that verse says, so where there, where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. A person can only gossip if they have somebody that'll listen to it. I know that's not deep, but it's true. Maybe we just need to refuse to listen to it. Maybe we need to try to convince others about how God sees it. I mean, address it with Scripture. Call attention to it. I mean, be the first one to speak out against it. Oh, well, preacher, I'm tell, I mean, you know, what are they going to think? Well, maybe they'll think you're trying to stand up for God. Oh, come on. If, <laughs> okay. I don't want to get too far away from the pulpit because you know if I get away from the pulpit, then I preach a long, long time. <clears throat> we have scripture to back us up on this subject. No, no, we have scripture to back us up on this subject. Truly. And it really doesn't matter how holy or godly somebody wants to act. If they're running their mouth all the time about things that they shouldn't be running their mouth about. uh, The fact is they're wrong. They're just wrong. Look, no, 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 no. All of you are looking at me like, I I wonder if he's going to reveal who the gossip is. I told you this is just a message. It's a warning. 
Because I know the way that the devil works. And we do not want that to be going around in this place. We don't want it to be like that. Man, we ought to be encouraging one another, edifying one another, building up one another. It does no good whatsoever in the midst of a church to tear people down. Well, I tell you what, though, they have real problems. You have real problems. And you don't want anybody talking about all your problems. You have failures in your life, and you don't want anybody talking about the failures in your life. You have struggles. And you don't want anybody airing out all your struggles to everybody. Come on. It's, no, 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 no. I, I'm telling you, we're just sinners saved by grace. I understand all of that. And we're supposed to be helping one another and not, and not tearing down one another. I, I mean, there comes, there comes a time when people, when people have to be confronted with issues in their life. But uh, you may not be the one that's supposed to do that. And going and talking to other people about it is not confronting people. It's just spreading gossip. We need to handle it the way that God would have us to handle it. If we recognize it when it starts, then we can shut it down when that time comes. If we personally know what it is, maybe it will keep us from wanting to get involved in it when we are the ones that feel a need to talk about others. If we and others really see how despicable it is in the eyes of God, maybe we will be quicker to shut it down. Because it is very wrong in the eyes of God. But it seems to be acceptable way too often. When someone begins to allude to the fact that they may know something about someone else, it's good for us to not grab the bait. Come on, I mean, to not give them an ear. It's just better that we would shut things down. We really should be able to spot a gossip at an instant. And we really should grow to hate it. Come on, if we're thinking about it in the way that God talks about it, we really should grow to hate it. To hate it. What good does it do to talk negative about other people? What, does, what good does it do to talk about other people's business to someone that has nothing to do with it? I mean, there's no good in it whatsoever. Refuse to be a part. Refuse to be a part of talking negative of someone. And if someone starts doing it around you, be quick to ask them if they've talked to that person about it. No, that's really a good step right there. Wait, 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 have you talked to them about this? That usually quiet things down right there. Yeah. And if not, encourage them to do so. Well, no, I haven't talked to them. Well, then I'll go with you. Let's go talk to them. And you might do well just to ask them not to drag you into something that should be kept personal anyway. Look, I'd rather not hear about this. I'd rather not, I'd rather, if you're going to talk like this, I'd rather not be the one that you talk to about things like this. That's not a bad thing. Well, who do you think you are? You just think you're better than everybody else, what they might try to say. But you can just say, no, I'm just trying to do what God would have in this situation. Come on, we're not trying to be better than anyone else. We're just trying to live the way that God wants us to live. Come on, if we're going to live like Christians, let's live completely like Christians. 
I mean, let's not, just, let's not just shine ourselves up on the outside every once in a while so we look good to everybody else. Let's live the way that God says we should live. I mean, in all areas of our life. Let's do what God would have us to do in situations such as this. And here's what I've learned about gossips. If you won't listen and if you'll begin to ask questions and if you'll shut them down in their tracks, uh, they'll quit coming to you. You won't be their target anymore. They won't come trying to talk to you about these different things. Just refuse. Just refuse. Somebody like that. No, no, no. If you'll do that, they will either thank you for it or they'll go find someone that's willing to listen. Sad to say. Don't be afraid to stop the one that's gossiping. Don't be afraid to stop them. No, wait, 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 I don't want to, there's no reason for me to talk about this. There's no reason for me to hear this. Why are you talking to me about this? I don't get it. I, I mean, really, I mean, ask, ask questions. Is this really necessary? It, what you're saying right now, is, it, is this kind? Are, are you being kind? Are you trying to help? Why are you talking like this? Why are you saying these things? No, just go ahead and ask them. Is this going to help the situation? Are you talking to me about this? Is, this? is this supposed to help the situation? What? Show them what the Bible says. I mean, tell them how it harms other people. Proverbs 26, 22. The words of a talebearer are his wounds. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Go ahead and tell them that it's sin in the eyes of God. That's fine. Go ahead and tell them it's something that they need to repent, that they should learn to control their tongue, that they should learn to speak kind of other people. Go ahead and tell them. It's not going to hurt anything. It's going to help. Come on, come on. Open rebuke is better than secret love. Somebody say amen right there. Don't clam up on me on this thing. I'm telling you, this, it's vital that we handle this in the right manner. It truly is. For the good of yourself, for the good of your church, it's, it's just right. It's right. It's right. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's, a, a church can become a gossip mill. Truly. I mean, where it's just gossip all the time and everybody knows this about that and that about this and all these things. Mercy, that is not the way a church is supposed to be. It's not the way a church is supposed to be. Because gossip damages people. It may even lead someone to never be able to have a good relationship with someone someone else that could be a great help to them one day. Do you understand what I'm saying? You listen to somebody talk bad about somebody else and you get this idea in your mind about who they are, what they are, whatever the case may be. And man alive, I don't want to be around those people. And, and no, 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 no. And you don't know that maybe a friendship with that person could help you somewhere down the line. The wounds of a tailbearer as wounds. They go down the innermost parts of the belly. They, they can destroy things. They can destroy, they can destroy things that could end up being good somewhere. It's something we have to be very, very careful about. Truly. We need to be brave enough to speak out against it. 
No, I'll just stop right there. I don't want to, I don't need to hear this. Why are you even talking like this to me? And maybe you just need to redirect it. Maybe you just need to turn the conversation to Christ. You know who the first gossip was, don't you? Is the devil. He's talking trash about God. <laughs> Surely you won't die. He's just trying to keep something from you. Oh, no, no, no. The first gossip. Why should we want to mimic anything like that? You know, Jesus died that we might uh, not have to live like the devil. We don't have to be that way. And I'm here to declare as the pastor tonight that gossip is a sin that needs to be confessed as sin. I'll say it again. Gossip is a sin that needs to be confessed as sin. It's sin. It's sin. I mean, God talks about it. And when, and when one that gossips sins against the church, and we're talking about the people, the people are the church, they've sinned against God. But think about the person that they're talking about. Stay with me. We're, we're, we're going to be done early tonight. If you have an issue with someone, handle it the Bible way. I mean, go to them. Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 says, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. You know what the real case is? Stay with me here. The real case is, is if they've been talking about somebody, they need to go and ask forgiveness for it. No, no, if they've been talking about somebody, they need to go to that person and ask forgiveness. Well, that went over real good. But think about the, the ones they, that, that they've gossiped to. No, 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 no. They should also go back to those they, that they have talked to and ask forgiveness for gossiping. Okay. Some years ago, and it's been years ago, I was talking to a preacher, another pastor. And uh, he was talking about another preacher. And conversation, well, anyway, he was talking about another preacher. And then we... We were having breakfast together, and then we separated. Later that day, he called me. He said, Brother Bill, I just called you to apologize. Well, okay, well, for what? Well, I shouldn't have been talking. And he says, I've already, ta I've already called Brother so-and-so, the one he was talking about. He said, I've already called him, told him that I was doing that, and asked him to forgive me for it. And so I needed to call you and ask you to forgive me for didn't want to talk like that. 
Well, preacher, you really think that's necessary? Was it sin? Does God know how to keep us humble? But we're not going to be humble if we deny doing the things he would have us to do, are we? No. No, when God deals with us, we are supposed to humble ourselves, whether it's at an altar or whether it's with some brother or sister in Christ, whatever the case may be. We're supposed to take care of those things. And I guarantee you that will help others to see the need to just reject gossip. Just reject it. Gossip's never right. It's never right. And really it should be hated by those that are trying to love God with all their heart. By those that love His church, it should be rejected. And I'm saying that we need to stand up against it. And we need to stand up against it with great hopes that it will just cease. It needs to be repented of. And you know, if we can stop all gossipers, well, so where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. So let's do our best as a church. To keep it shut down. To just keep it shut down. Okay, back to the title. Zip your lip. Mama always said, if you don't have something good to say about somebody, you don't say anything at all. That's still pretty good advice, isn't it? Yeah. Father, thank you, Lord, for, the, for your word. Thank you for the warnings that you give us. Thank you for the truths that are in there. And Father, I don't want people that are sitting in this congregation right now to think that there's anything going on, that that this was directed toward any one person, because Lord, you know my heart about that. It's just truth from your word. And it is a great warning to all of us. And Father, so we just pray that during this invitation time that maybe we would just draw strength from you. Or Lord, maybe things, maybe, maybe, maybe some forgiveness needs to be asked. Maybe some repenting needs to be done. I don't know what needs to happen. I've just delivered the message and pray that you, Lord, that you would benefit, that our church would benefit. That individuals, Lord, would be stronger because of what you have had to say tonight through your word. Bless this time of invitation now. Help us. Help us, Lord, we pray.